Hello, friends, and welcome to the New Story Podcast. This is uh, an episode that's going to be talking all about the Libra Energy Report, the Libra season that's coming in for 2023, uh, Universal Seven Year. And I am Rebecca Conran. Uh, I'm a life coach, I'm an energy practitioner, and I'm an astrologer. And uh, I offer one-on-one sessions and remote or in-person upstate New York. And those are all accessible. More information is accessible about me linked in the show notes via my website, RebeccaConran.com. So this universal seven year, um, what a, what a difficult year it's been. Um, I think it's been much harder than even 2020 pandemic vibes um, because it really is a year where you can't just willfully push, push, push forward. You know, you have to wait and be patient. And um, it's slow pace of this year is really frustrating and um, worrisome sometimes. And I've been thinking of the famous quote, I think it is by by a Roman or a Greek or something. I want to say Seneca, but that may be incorrect. And the quote is about luck. And, you know, Jupiter went retrograde last month and it can feel really unlucky right now because we're not able to will our way through. You know, we can't be the hustlers that we normally would be where we're just like making shit happen. It's all coming together. Um, so this quote is about luck. And it says that luck is, I'm just like paraphrasing because I don't really remember what it is, but it talks about, the famous quote is that luck is where preparation and opportunity meet. Um, And I find that just to be such a helpful like mantra right now, that luck is where preparation and opportunity meet. Um, Obviously there's other shit that goes on with luck too, you know? Um, but in terms of where we make our own luck, um, you know, this year is all about planning and preparation and looking at the long-term goals and really honing that vision and, um, doing what we can to hone that vision by being a vessel that's able to receive what we need. And that is walking our talk and living in alignment with those bigger goals in whatever small ways and attainable ways that we can. And so next year is an eight year, 2024. And it's all about opportunity because it's a karmic year and karma, it's not good or bad. Karma is not a bitch. Um, Like karma is just us reaping the harvest that we've sown. So it's where we see our actions cycle back to us. Um, the results cycle back to us. And so we're really making our own luck right now. And, um, yeah, it requires a lot of faith and optimism and I am feeling you. I feel you if that's really frustrating. Uh, I'm in it with you too. You know, I have, I have, just hundreds of unanswered questions going on in my life at the moment. And um, not for lack of, uh, you know, awareness or anything like that, because it's literally just about timing and that I can want to know what I want to know, 
but until it's the right time, I'm not going to know it. And so there's a dance that's going on around um, daydreaming, making the dream, having the vision, and letting the vision go and work itself out in the right time. And that's a really difficult dance. And I think September is a tough energy because of that nine energy that it's a nine month and nine is all about endings and the end of a chapter and um you know sort of wrapping things up and things coming to completion and stuff like that so um again not bad or good just things are what they are so I think September has definitely felt um, a bit tenuous and this whole year has just it's been such a personal year of learning and deep inner work um, it hasn't felt super social it hasn't felt very um, it has a winter vibe to it this year and by that I mean there's tons of stuff going on under the surface but when you look out into the external it is a little bit more bleak than usual. It's still beautiful, um, much like you'd look out into a winter wonderland. It's beautiful, but it's bleaker than normal. You know, it doesn't feel as exuberant as um, the summer does, where you can see all the growth bursting forth. There's so much more that's just going on and pushing through. So much more survival is going on. It's a quieter time. It's a time of more stillness. And so this year to me has felt very much like a winter, like a long winter. And now we're heading into winter. And so um, it's very important to remember that for us in winter, things are really going to shift. You know, the energy is really going to shift into this dynamic eight year energy. And, um, you know, what we do in our lives is setting the stage for what we will receive so you might have very little control over anything other than how you take care of yourself and your spiritual practice right now. Um, but that's excellent because working on that um, is imperative to being able to receive opportunity, to being able to receive um, new avenues. And it, it's so important to pay attention to ourselves in a deeper way. And I don't mean being just like across, you know, just being like, well, I'll be positive all the time and I'll just think positive thoughts. No, it's important to look at the darker feelings that we have and to examine where they come from, what aspect and part of us is feeling low and to really be there for that part of us. But the cycle of life is just constantly ever changing and nothing stays the same way forever. We, it's always in flow and flux. So the sort of stillness that we might be feeling now, this, um, this energy of waiting and having to be patient um, and having to have faith even when we're not seeing external validation, um, that is is very important. That's a very important work that we're doing. And, um, you know, I feel you, I'm here with you. I am also like at sea, you know, I'm in, I'm in this churning ocean and I am sometimes feeling lost in it in terms of like the, the next steps for myself to take. I can see the bigger picture. I can't see the, 
small steps and I'm waiting. I have to be waiting for um, opportunities to arise. And I know that they will. And in the meantime, you know, like what happens for, to me is that um, I feel like I have accomplished a lot of stuff in my life for a 40 year old, you know, um, I feel like I've created a lot of things and, um, maybe they're not accomplishments that other people think are valuable. You know, I didn't make a million dollars or anything. Um, I didn't become famous, but those things are not on my list of successes. So I feel like I, I, have done a lot of successful things in terms of like being myself and putting myself out there and making things. But when I don't see any external validation in the material world, um, and it's hard sometimes to make ends meet and it's hard to like get through the, the moment and still stick in, stick to your values and your integrity and stuff like that. Like, um, I can forget that I've even had any successes at all. Sometimes I can have these um, thoughts of like, well, am I a failure because today I'm having such a rough time? And then those are the moments when I really have to parent myself and I have to look at like whose voice that really is like, and is that a parent's voice? Is that something that I've inherited? Is that like the little child in me that is feels like they have to be an achievement to be um, feeling a success moment to moment? And so, you know, these energies that we're experiencing, um, they require like so much focus right now. Um, so much discipline. And I don't mean discipline in terms of like, you're naughty, you better shut up. I mean, discipline in terms of like, um, are you getting enough rest? Are you feeling enough encouragement? Are you feeling enough? Like, are you, um, being loving enough and in, inwardly with yourself? You know, is there a spiritual discipline where you're balancing your being human and the suffering that comes with that? um, fra fragility of humanness with being a divine person. Um, and I don't think that I could like the goal to me is not just be like, I I'm not here to just be a divine person. You know, I'm here to have a balance between the two. I don't even know if my physical carrier could, um, could <laughs> our bodies are just so like of earth, you know, they're not here to, to experience the full majesty of the universe. I feel like it would like blow the bloody doors off. You know what I mean? I feel like it would just be so intense to, um, live as, I mean, I feel like that's probably what death is, right? That death is where we like, we're like, fine, I'm divine. And then we move into a full transformation and our bodies are like, yep, that's all we can do. We can't go any further because that's too much uh, intensity for us. So in my mind, I'm not here to be like, um, you know, a star living in a like star in terms of like, you know, the sun living in a human body. 
It's way too much power. I'm here to allow in just enough and to be aligned just enough to be in balance with my human existence too, where neither one of them is um, like, I'm not living in the daydream of God, I wish I was back in the ethers. And I'm also not just being here on earth, bogged down in the intensity of earth either. I'm trying to find balance. And that is what Libra season is all about. It's about finding that balance. Um, let me find my notes here. So each energy season, it's it touches on a unique area of our lives. And we've all got the energy of Libra somewhere in our personal astrology. Anytime I mention a sign or a, a sign of the zodiac, um, you're going to look to your own chart if you if you understand your chart, um, even just minimally. And you're going to see what houses that sign um, it rules. So where is Libra in your chart? What houses does it rule? What planets are in it? Um, we're going to see what's going to be touched on in a very direct way. But if you want to know more about your chart in general, like you need, you know, the deeper kind of you want to go deeper, I would really recommend either a soul astrology one-on-one -on -one session or an astrology forecast, which is going to be something that goes over my astrology forecasts are readings that I do. They're recorded readings are about 40 minutes long, 30 to 40 minutes long. And they're all about answering your questions through what is going on in your chart. So you get to email me some questions about what you're looking for like what's going on in your life, the kind of, you know, where you're looking for guidance. And then um, I will um, send you a recording. And sometimes that can be really helpful. Um, so yeah, Libra season. Um, you know, it's, it's an interesting time. It's an interesting time. Um, Libra's ruled by Venus. So things, I think, in general are going to feel a little bit like less heady and more soft and aesthetic and beauty driven. Um, and um, sometimes that's a nice break. You know, sometimes we need to just look at the art and look at the beauty around us and not be trying to, you know, work it out too deeply. Um, sometimes that's helpful. Uh, whatever is imbalance during the season though we're going to really feel the pressure building to create more harmony um venus and libra they're going to help connect this season to romance and social connections justice fairness diplomacy as well as artistry and expressions of beauty but the shadow side that libra casts is superficiality, narcissism, indecisiveness, um, self-indulgence, toxic idealism, blaming. So whatever we do over these next four weeks, we're going to see the paradox between different things. We're going to see contradiction, um, especially within ourselves. Um, I think that's the most intense part of it, is having to deal with our own contradictions during um, Virgo season, we were really analyzing a lot. We were asking a lot of questions. We were theorizing and hypothesizing and, you know, really engaged in a personal accounting. And hopefully we were really focused on like health and hygiene and 
and setting some goals for ourselves in terms of that. Um, Libra season asks us to really leave that work of analyzing in the mind behind and to observe and witness and analyze our relationships. Um, so to see how we are behaving in our relationships with others and to really um, like accept that others are a reflection of us and help us to examine ourselves more clearly. Um, so Libra season, we're dealing with the mirror of other. And what we hold in contempt about others, we're going to find probably that we hold in contempt about ourselves too. Anyone that we deem unworthy or unlovable is going to reflect back a lack of compassion that we have towards ourselves too. Our fears, our anger and hurt at the actions and inactions of others is also going to point us back towards where we have failed to be our own biggest supporters and protectors. Libra season shows us our true beliefs and feelings through what appears to be the opposite of us or like another person. And we're definitely going to see so much contradiction um, and hypocrisy in some ways. And those are things for us to really get clear on and come to terms with, um, like really moving out of a binary of this or black or white, this or that. And moving into um, like all of the other gray areas that exist and um, also seeing ourselves uh, as all of these things that we are um, connected to, you know, seeing that, oh, that thing that I don't like about this person exists in me or that thing that I don't love in this person um, about this person. I'm not loving in myself either. Um, so the core theme of Libra again is that it seeks harmony. It seeks harmony and it does this by achieving balance through contradictions, paradoxes. Um, you know, the Libra symbol is the weighing scales. And when one of the vessels of the scale is empty, or when one vessel holds too much, then the scale tips. So it's not about only being light and having no darkness. You know, it's not about having no shadow and only having positive traits. It's about finding balance. Um, and that balance is not stationary. It's something that we are continually working with. So we continually have to rebalance and find harmony. It's something that we're in flow with. And this is a time of year when we really focus seriously on that. So on the 23rd of September, the sun is going to enter Libra and we are going to experience the fall equinox. Um, and then on the 29th of September, we really start to feel that me versus we rub uh, on the full moon in Aries. So just like our main Libra season theme, this tension during the full moon is dealing with opposite energies. So the sun is in Libra, the full moon is in its opposite sign of Aries. Um, and so Libra is a sign of, of we or other, you know, and Aries is a sign of me. And so thinking about that core quality of Libra achieving balance, we're not here to shut out, um, me or we, 
but we're here to find the median point between both of where they intersect um, and where they don't. You know, what needs to happen there? We're here to find the harmony that needs to happen. Um, we need other human beings. We need relationships to thrive. Our relationships should not, however, be at the cost of abandoning our relationship to ourselves and our own needs. Um, thinking back to April 19th of this year, during that time, we experienced a solar eclipse in Aries. And so what has happened Um what has come full circle in your relationship to others since then? You know, what were your intentions around facing your fears this year? And how have you facilitated that learning in your life? Um, it's a good time to sort of check in with relationships and sort of where your relationships have come since last April. I know that my relationships have had such a big shift. Um, all my friendships, my romantic relationship, like... Everything has experienced like major dynamic shift since April 19th and eclipses, you know, this, we are in, we have an eclipse at the end of the month and eclipses are important because they really do bring, they, they, um, have a lightning like effect. Like things can really just like come or go very suddenly and so something in April of this year around the solar eclipse in Aries like was really created this new energy. And now we're here and we're kind of going to feel some of that, um, you know, reminiscent um, themes. And so it's time to kind of check back with with uh, circling back with how far you've come. The full moon is a point of emotional fullness and inner knowing. And this is a really, Aries is a passionate full moon. It's full of longing and yearning. You know, you might really want to be feeling this full immersion with the cosmos that you might um, mistake as a, you know, full immersion with another person. Ultimately, what we're really wanting is this just deeper connection with the divine. And... On the outside, you know, our desires appear during this full moon as searching for our true mate or some reconciliation of unity that we just can't seem to put our finger on. Um, inside of us, the call to action is to hold the polarity of the human self with the divine self during this full moon. We've got to merge our joy and happiness and that sense of infinite expansion and trust and just that, you know, we've been here forever and we will continue to exist forever. We've got to um, hold that, <laughs> those themes, that energy with our innate human experience of suffering and our body will die and all of these very, you know, um, immediate needs that we have. Um, you know, so we're learning that not to, as we discussed in the beginning, not to lean too far in any one direction. You know, if we do that, we experience um, different levels of addiction and dependence and we just feel unsettled within. So yes, we have human needs. We have real human needs that need to be met. But when we don't incorporate the divine into those human needs, um, that's where we really lose um, 
our hope, our faith, our, you know, we really um, can become very despondent um, because there's no, we're not allowing the magic to come in. We're not allowing all of that unknown, incredible information to have access and process through us as well. Um, so this full moon, you know, we're really having to broach that disparity between being on your own and being with people in relationship and being a divine being who is all good and a human being who is struggling. Um, and we have to find that meeting point where we can exist as both in juxtaposition without being overwhelmed by either. We humans were meant to connect with others in profoundly deep and transformative ways. It is true and we do it over and over again. And I think what people experience as bad teachers are just regular teachers. You know, it's like our relationships with others show us a lot about ourselves. Um, I had some just really dark relationships when I was younger, you know, um, and abusive relationships. And they were just perfect reflections of the abuse that I was putting myself through. You know, I had partners who were physically abusive and mentally and emotionally abusive. But guess what? I fucking treated myself like a piece of shit. Um, they were an absolute perfect reflection of the way I felt about myself. And when you, just as much as like your loving friends are also a reflection, you know, of, of how you feel about yourself. And I think this is a really important time for us in terms of like knowing our community. Um, and I think especially in this year of patience and planning, it's so important to not waste time in places where like the energy is not what you would want it to be. You know, um, if you're not on the same page, um, because you may not need old lessons reflected back towards you either, you know, and sometimes we sort of limit friendships with people if they're just on a different path and you're just not there. Um, and so this will be a full moon that will really feel tension around that. You know, it, it has, it's a passionate and fiery full moon. So it can stir up anger. It might stir up um, romance. It could stir up anything. Um, and we just need to remember that, you know, if you're feeling off and you're feeling tense, that that infinite being within you also needs time, space, and independence to connect with the universe in an autonomous way um, so that we can know that we're our own savior, you know, and that longing and need we feel for others, that we can actually quell that with connection to ourselves and that it's imperative to do that before we can have healthy connections to other people. To know another, one must know oneself. To love another, one must love oneself. And that is a deep and tall order in the society that we live in. So this full moon may be just like a real time to get passionate with your connection to self. 
On the 4th of October, we've got Mercury entering Libra. So Mercury rules communication, how we talk, think, and perceive, and any tools and technologies that we use in communicating. You know, last month we've had our Mercury retrograde. Um, Mercury and Libra, it asks, it's going to ask us to now switch gears out of that critiquing um, and the Virgo themes, the critiquing, the, the analyzing, things like that, and to really think in terms of harmony, harmony and balance, um, bringing that to our thoughts and diplomacy, hopefully, to our communications with others, being able to weigh different sides of the story and have greater understanding of what's going on instead of um, just thinking in terms of like our own opinions and stuff like that, being able to sort of see more sides than just our own. Um, remember to make space for the paradox. Remember to make space for the paradox. That is such a huge theme of Libra season. Um, humans can behave in deplorable ways. But deep down, that behavior comes from a place of pain and suffering, not evil. You know, so we can despise the behavior, but we can still love the human being. This is a tough thing for us to do. Um, you know, why do people do the things that they do? Um, and are people... You know, how we are as a society when, when people are imperfect is we've just gotten into this practice of just throwing everybody away so much so that everybody's getting thrown away <laughs> because everybody is fucking imperfect nobody is going to do things perfectly all the fucking time and um we all experience suffering and pain and it should mean that we easily have compassion for the hurt in others but we find that we don't have compassion and love for others you know we don't love unconditionally and unconditionally loving means that you can love somebody even when their behavior is dark and deplorable and that is something that takes a master a master of love and that is what our world fucking needs it doesn't need more judgment and shaming um, it needs for us to acknowledge that our fellow man is our mirror. And what does the way that we deal with the paradox of others say about our relationship to ourself? You know, are we unconditionally loving towards ourself? And by no means do I think people shouldn't be held to account for their behaviors. A hundred percent they should. And I can say, I hate that behavior. But... To me, I would never say I hate that person because I know inside of me that wherever someone's behavior is coming from, if their behavior is, is, is dark, violent, whatever it is, I know that it comes from a place of suffering and fear. Um, and I have an, an immense amount of love for that place in any person because it's the same energy whether someone acts it out like no matter what the behavior is the suffering is the same within human beings so just because when I was younger I was violent towards myself it doesn't mean that my suffering was any different than someone else's that 
is violent outwardly. Those are just different expressions of behavior. But the root cause can be the same. And so really finding ways to see other people as, see the similarities and the unity between human beings and where we need to go instead of like allowing separation and our from our differences to drive us to um really act out ways that we don't want to be involved in acting out you know we don't want to be living in ways where we're hating people and when we're um when we feel entitled to like you know form opinions of over who's evil and whatever you know I just think like this is this is not our right to do and what is our right to do is to see the places and people that need to be loved and love them (laughs) regardless of outward appearances and that really is a challenge and um I think it was James Baldwin, who talked a lot about how there are so few real lovers in this world. There's so few people that are able to really love. And they're the people that are holding this fucking world together. Um, through these threads of unconditional love. And when we think about like one of the biggest religions in the world too, Christianity, um, no matter what you know, Jesus's fans are like, Jesus's whole, the whole thing about his, uh, rhetoric, whatever, was all about unconditional love without conditions, loving without conditions. So it's not, I love you if you do everything the way that I think is, is loving and right. It's like, I just love you, period. You know, um, so these are things that we really have to come to terms with in ourself. And um, with Mercury and Libra, um, you know, I think one of the most important things to remember in terms of like our thoughts and our communication and stuff being in Libra in a collective way right now is that indecision is such a part of the Libra dynamic. You know, it is able to weigh a lot of different themes and sides of, uh, you know, a story or it's able to kind of weigh lots of different options and things like that. But then also it can be unable to make a decision or have a stand because of being afraid to choose badly. So one of the things to remember during Libra season is that We don't want to stifle our passion and our intuition because we're worried about making perfect decisions or that we're so focused on like an idealistic viewpoint that we're not able to just be in the reality of being human. So you don't need to choose the most perfect way. You can, um, but you, and you need to remember that you can always choose again if you find that what you've chosen is not really right for you. So you don't want to just get stuck in a in a holding pattern of indecision um, because we are trying to do everything perfectly and trying to be in perfect control. Um, you know, 
we need to move forward with what we feel the impulse and the ignition and the and the the fire to move forward with and remember that we're allowed do-overs if it if it ends up not being the right thing it's less important to always choose correctly as it is to be willing to correct course when necessary okay so it's more important to be flexible and willing to say, I wasn't right. I thought this was right and it isn't than being right all the time. You know, no one's right all the time. Um, on the 8th of October, we've got Venus entering Virgo. I am a, uh, uh, words, what are they? Can't seem to string them together today. Um, I am a Ver Venus in Virgo. And, um, you know, people talk shit all the time about Venus being in Virgo. They're like, it's in its fall. It's in its fall when it's in Virgo. And I, I just think that that's just not true of any sign. You know, I, I think that there are signs that are expressed really easily. And there are signs that are expressed differently. And I don't agree that any sign, um, any planet and any sign is in its detriment. I think that that's bullshit. Um, other than Mars and Cancer or Pisces, actually, as a Mars and Cancer myself, um, I would say that's a little bit tougher, maybe. But it's not in its detriment necessarily either. It's just different. It's It manifests differently. Um, but, like, it's not negative you know um just like mars mars and pisces or cancer how we deal with our aggression and anger you know it might be more internalized than it is um we then for us to like set boundaries and shit like that externally and with venus you know venus is very like it's how we give and receive love and in virgo it's just really practical it's a very practical service-based love um sometimes the way that venus in virgo is gonna love is through like constructive criticism but it's still um as long as that feedback has been we've asked and it's been consented to you know that's a way that we can be helpful to others as well um this transit could feel a little bit tough though around the eighth um because mars and libra which is almost at the end of its journey through Libra, is going to be squaring Pluto and Capricorn, um, which is also about to turn direct from its retrograde. So as this shift happens from Venus going into Virgo, there's going to be tension, anger, and frustration that may bubble up to the surface. Um, so anywhere that doesn't feel fair is just going to feel like we're going to really feel that tension. And I mean, there's so many collective themes around the unfairness with the writer strikes and things like that going on you know pretty much just any time we look at the news we're gonna be like this is fucking unfair obviously um but some of those issues around fairness may really be feeling we may really feel pulled to in our own experience around what our duty really is and um so this is a tough transit around the date but the the whole transit of venus and virgo it's not like this but this date may be difficult and i would say just that you know allow the breakthrough 
to happen through breakdown and just be gentle with yourself and focus on self-care because Venus in Virgo is all about practical self-care. Um, I would curb any desires to project anger and frustrations onto any one person, obviously. Um, and, you know, tell spirit you're pissed as hell. Punch a pillow, chop some wood. You know what I mean? I mean, you get to move that energy. You're allowed to feel your feelings. Um, go and do it in a way. Go and stomp on the fucking earth, you know? <laughs> it's like, shift that energy. Move it. Feel that. Feel that anger and that tension. That's totally fine. Um experience it and don't get too ha wrapped up in analyzing it. Um, Venus symbolizes how we give and receive love, as I've said, and in Virgo, we love in practical and service-oriented ways. So as, for me as a Venus in Virgo, I, I'm someone who likes folding someone's laundry or doing the dishes after a party. Those are ways that I might feel that I'm sharing love um, and they're practical ways. Um, they're just practical expressions of care. So, you know, the love language of acts of service would fall into, um, category of Venus and Virgo. Virgo definitely takes a mature and, and service oriented approach to love in terms of romance. We're looking for someone who's going to show up fully, be reliable, will do the work to reserve, to resolve their own dysfunctions. Um, that's all going to be on the agenda in terms of our relationships. So new, if we're looking for new partners, we're going to want them to be more mature and reliable and partnerships that are longstanding, you know, those themes are going to come up where we're like, are they doing the work on themselves? Is this practical care happening? Are they resolving their own dysfunctions? Venus in Virgo brings our attention to meaningful work and self-improvement. So after such a deep summer of like l learning lessons around romance and relationships um, with the Venus and Leo, like are we, um, do we feel cherished and are we proud of our connections? Um, now it's time to really walk our talk. So choose new relationships with those who meet the standards that you've been honing for yourself. You know, in standing relationships, realize that they take a lot of work and the work has to happen individually, too, and not just together. You know, each person in a relationship has to be able to work on themselves and then come together um, to work on the relationship. It's it's a lot that has to take place and no one can be phoning it in. Otherwise, you're going to feel really unsatisfied in your relationship. Any stagnation or dysfunction in your relationship is going to point back to both participants making a shift. You know, um, everybody needs to participate. Um, so I would say at this time, therapy, counseling, coaching, astrology, or any meaningful intellectual practices which create healing through communication and and new challenges of channels of perception, those are going to be extremely valuable during Venus and Virgo. It's a great time to work with a practitioner um, and to just like dedicate yourself to like learning more and also being of service to your health and your wellness and your diet regimen and, you know, um, or your eating regimen rather, not diet. But, um, 
yeah, just like really honing that lifestyle that you have for yourself during Venus in Virgo. And this is a time to really show love in practical ways. On the 10th of October, we've got Pluto turning direct in Capricorn. It's another direct planet, which is great. Um, you know, we love that. <laughs> we love it when everything isn't retrograde. But those moments of transition are tough. They're really they're really intense, especially with Pluto. I mean, Pluto is like the most intense planet uh, that we feel, but it's, you know, it's far away and um, it we feel it much more in the background. Um, Pluto represents liberation. It shines a light into our deepest, darkest shadows and it purges everything towards the light. Pluto is retrograde every single year for half the year, but the point of the transit when it shifts is where we feel it the most. So this is going to be the most important part. And what a dynamic numerology too. 10, 10, right? It's the potential. It's just all about self potential. Um, so this is a, a very important date for any of us to note for ourselves. Earlier this year, Pluto changed signs for the first time in many, many years into Aquarius. We talked a lot about that on the podcast um, the sign of freedom. And then it retrograded back um, over the summer into Capricorn, but only back to like the f last few degrees. Um, so like the 27th, 28th, and the 29th released degree of Capricorn. And so Capricorn's themes are around duty, status, career. And so we had to finish up some lessons there. Um, we're not here to simply serve our parents or our society or our boss. We're here to serve the deep calling from within ourselves. And when we do that authentically, we end up being in service to the whole. So this is a time to believe in ourselves without the approval of others and without the validation of status and external external material validation sometimes. We're here to live for the pure joy of being ourselves and doing what we love. Liberation is on its way for each of us if it's not here already. And the polarity of feeling constrained really gives us the impetus to participate in our personal evolution of becoming free. So anywhere we feel constrained is an opportunity to liberate ourselves. So this is very important time. And Venus in Virgo is going to be opposite Saturn and Pisces on this day too. So it, we definitely can feel that constriction or restriction. You know, it might feel like there's so much work necessary to do to get to where we want to go that we could feel disheartened. So we really need to try to lighten up around this date. Yes, work is necessary, but in the infinite universe, it's going to go by in a blink of an eye. And as we align the practical physical body with our spiritual connection, um, like what are we eating? How are we exercising? Are we meditating? How are we sleeping? Put the fucking phone down. You know, we're going to find it much easier to find peace through our troubles by, by finding that balance of how I connect with spirit. Um, meditation and physical exercise, they are tools that will really benefit us today. Um, I just had a smoothie, you guys, and something in it was what I'm a little bit allergic to because now my nose is tickling, which I hate, but sometimes I get that sensation when, um, well, I used to get that sensation when I was a drug addict back in the day, 
But now I get that sensation sometimes when I have a little allergy to something that has been in my, um, something, a food allergy. Um, the more you know. Okay, uh, the 12th of October, I don't know, is this energy report really boring today, you guys? I feel like I've been talking for fucking ever, and um, I'm about to get my period, hopefully today, um, but I thought I would get it the last couple of days, and uh, you know that tension that one feels when the period, when they're on the precipice of the period coming, and it's just like, come on, come on, break the seal, break the seal, that's how I feel inside right now, I'm just like... All right, there's some tension going on, um, but uh, so I'm a little fired up, and I'm a little bit tired of hearing my own voice, but we're going to continue on. She persisted. Um, October the 12th, Mars is going to enter Scorpio. Now, this is a great place for Mars, okay, because Mars is at home in Scorpio, um, but it's not in a bad place anywhere else. Uh, it's just in a different place. There's different lessons, but here... Here, when Mars and Scorpio get together, there's the most potential here for, um, like, boundaries and um, action and forward movement for ourselves. And it's just warrior fuel. So we're going to feel that warrior fuel the most cohesively. Um, Mars is the classical ruler of Scorpio, so this energy feels right at home. And... Um, Although, you know, I would say that I feel that Pluto and Scorpio are much more connected than Mars and Scorpio, but I can see that this is a very cohesive place. I would say that Mars and Aries felt like the most cohesive place ever um, for Mars, but um, this is also a very steady, strong placement for Mars. So if there are some, you know... You needed to put your foot down somewhere. This might be the time when you put your foot down because um, the emotional sort of tension of not exerting your boundaries is going to really come to a head with Mars in Scorpio. What Scorpio desires the most is intimacy. And in an extreme case of polarity, which is what we're dealing with the whole month, um, it hates giving up its secrets. <laughs> It hates to give, it doesn't like to be vulnerable, but it wants intimacy so badly, but I don't want to share of myself. I don't want you to see all the ugly stuff inside, all the soft, gooey stuff either. So with Mars and Scorpio, because Mars is also our sexuality and, you know, our physical connection to others. In order to achieve that intimacy, we have to deal with the, the paradox of, that it requires us um, being very vulnerable. You know, it requires us giving up our secrets. And Mars being how we externally move through the world, our physical energy, Mars and Scorpio wants to move through life in deep conversation with it and as intensely as possible. So this is a time to be very close in our relationships, to be very passionate, to dig a little deeper um, and to, you know, not only be willing to, um, share the secrets that we hold about ourselves with others, um, but also to hold space for the secrets and the imperfections of others too. So we want to use this steady 
Mars focus to complete any difficult tasks that we didn't feel like we had the energy to do before now. Now we have this kind of deeper energy that will help us really like stick our feet in and you know it's it's a fixed energy there's an an, an immense amount of power behind it so we've got some power coming in and um but be wary of confusing certainty with stubbornness we want to still remember that like sometimes with mars and scorpio we have to be the ones that add a little bit of flexibility in um, because it's not there naturally. <laughs> naturally, it's inflexible. And so we need to be able to add in a little bit of flexibility. But whatever you needed some power in, wherever you wanted to develop a depth in your relationships, in your sexuality, whatever, um, after the 12th of October with Mars and Scorpio, that's going to be on the agenda. On the 14th of October, we've got the new moon in Libra, which is also a solar eclipse. Eclipses bring similar energy to Uranus or Aquarius. There's a swift change energy to them. Things are illuminated um, so that there can be no denial. Experiences and people can come into or exit our lives just as if by lightning. And the mantra is to expect the unexpected, especially when it comes to our relationships right now, because Libra is really the sign, as we've mentioned a bunch of times, of other. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. This is a common phrase. It's often used and yet so rarely acted out in the world we live in. Why is it so hard for people to love others? You know, well... What is reflected as a lack of love for one's fellow man in the world is really the projected image of a lack of self-love. So love your fellow man by loving yourself deeply and unconditionally. People who have a deep, unconditional compassion for themselves typically love other people. And so where we see that that doesn't exist, we can assume that there is such a disconnect from loving oneself. Um, Our world has a billionaire class of wealth addicts and money hoarders, which honestly should be classified as a mental and social illness at this point. Um, And our world has this class of sociopaths, for better word, wealth sociopaths, who are divesting all of the resources of the world into their own unending greed. And in truth, there is enough for all citizens on this earth to be provided for to have what they need we should be wary of holding the wrong people accountable um, and acting petty jealousies with our neighbors or by competing against others in our communities Um, these are all like we're putting our energy in the wrong place you know we're holding the wrong person accountable for our discomfort and this is where it comes back to love your neighbor as you love yourself And, you know, you can sort of apply what you want to around that in terms of like the polarity, especially in the states around being a Republican or being a Democrat. And, oh, this party is a loving party and this party is a hateful party. It's not true. This is like these are like divisive tools we've been given to not see one another in our humanity. And it's really our job to, you know, um, see the unity And then see the bigger picture and see who's really, what's really responsible for there being a lack of resources or whatever going on in our world. And um, if we are focusing our energy on, well, 
Maybe my business isn't successful because this other person does exactly the same thing as me and they're, um, you know, going to steal all my customers and blah, blah, blah. You know, there's so much energy that's like put into these um, like micro places when we're not looking at the macro, you know, which is there's enough to go around. But who's but but what's stopping that? And then what's our responsibility to that? You know, what's stopping that is a billionaire class of wealth addicts. What's allowing that is <laughs> billions of people who aren't rising up against it as well and accepting that it, it's there's nothing they can do about it. So everybody has their part to play. And with this new moon in Libra, you know, we're going to feel so deeply the inequality of humans and um we're going to feel drained if we don't have spiritual resources and we're going to feel drained if we don't, we're not happy when everybody is succeeding. Um, and to see that we should want for everybody to be successful and for everybody to have their needs met. And what that would mean is that people were all living freely and in dignity and which is how people should be living. They should all be living with the resources that they need to be healthy and happy. And so this new moon solar eclipse is going to really highlight those issues of fairness and injustice. And for us, it's really important for us to remember and to tune back into like, what is my part of this puzzle? Um, if I am, am I being an example of loving my neighbor as I love myself? Am I, am I loving myself? You know, what, what needs to happen here? What's going on here? Um, and so this might be a time where we really see some stuff going on in the world too and in the news that is powerful reminder about fairness and equality and just the intention of what we're trying to build together. Um, it is hard to, to stay present um, with the amount of distraction going on from content, it's hard to keep your focus locked on love. It really is. It's not impossible, but you really do have to fight against your own addictions to do so. You know, letting go of social media, letting go of the news and stuff like that, and really turning within and finding balance within. Um but this is a great time to set those intentions around loving yourself deeply and unconditionally and and wanting for fairness for all people and freedom and 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 resources for all people equality for all people and what that really entails um on the 19th of october we've got um one uh transit that i wanted to note um, which is the sun is going to be conjunct Mercury both in Libra. The degree of this conjunction is very potent, so that's why I'm including it in this energy report. The sun, or how we identify working together with our perception and communication. This degree of Libra speaks to deeply seeking the other side of ourselves, our inner partner. Unfortunately, we might be believing that we're coming up empty-handed as we continue to meet our wounded selves over and over again through the patterns of our lives. Um, we want to meet that self with love. 
We want to meet that wounded self. You know, if if we feel that we are finding the wrong partner inside, we just need to love, you know, and have understanding and have radical compassion for the partner, whoever we're meeting internally. Letting go of shaming oneself, you know, this false belief that there's a better person somewhere in the future. Love the person that's here today inside of you. Um, Look at the suffering and wounding that exists as if it's a very small and inexperienced child. And sometimes it's acting like a little shit. (laughs) And uh, that's okay because it's inexperienced and it doesn't know. And we need to love it with all of our heart and bring it into a place of maturity. Um, And so... This could be a tough energy on the 19th. Um, And there can be a lot of longing that comes up. And again, the solution is just love. Is really love. Unconditional love. The final transit we're going to talk about for this month is on the 21st of October. It's Mercury entering Scorpio. So Mercury had just a short stint in Libra. And now it's you know, going to continue in almost into our Scorpio season, um, in a continuation of the Mars shift as well. And, and, you know, really in alignment with all of the other themes that we've touched on this month, this is going to be about, do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth? You know, this is a time to practice radical honesty, but try to do so with compassion and kindness as your deeper reasons. If you need to voice your emotions, which is very much um, a great, uh, this is a great time for that. This placement can really give you the courage to do so. Um, It's a great time to go deeper into your own psychology too. So again, like with the Venus in Virgo, working with a therapist, working with counselors, working with the astrologer, anyone who can help to kind of look into the depths of your own ocean with you and help you to kind of dig a little deeper. And as we prepare for winter, it's really time to slow down and honor the natural need to go within. And again, we talked about this all year. Yes, it's been all year that we've been doing this. Um, But now, you know, we're getting into the crescendo. So we're getting into this really important piece of the puzzle where we're becoming ready to be birthed. And the 2024 birth, I think, and I'm, I don't, you know, the end of the astrological new year or the astro, the end of the astrological year is not until next March. So I don't think, I'm not saying that everything is going to just shift on fucking Jan one. Okay. But I think that there will be a big shift around what opportunities are coming our way next year. And are we ready? Did we set ourselves up for success by committing to the deep dive necessary and the patience and the planning? Um, Did we prepare ourselves? Have we prepared for opportunities so that we can make our own luck? Um, See others as your own reflection during Libra season and thank them for showing you what you wouldn't have seen otherwise. All right, my friends, I can't tell you how happy I am to be finished with this energy report today. (laughs) Um, It just seems like I was struggling to find the words. Um, 
seemed like a lot of words, a lot of chatting, a lot of talking, and I hope I didn't bore you and you're still with me. Next month, I'll try to make it more succinct. Um, I still am thinking about doing my energy report that I want to do, or not my energy report, but my podcast about um, my childhood and stuff like that. But I've been trying to get together with friends to do it so that I can do it with another person because I feel like it'll be more interesting. And then everything has just fallen through. So um, that's still to come. And so in the meantime, enjoy this energy report. Uh, check out my show notes for more information on me. And uh, I'm not putting my newsletter out any for now. But, um, you know, I do give updates via my Instagram. Um, so you can kind of check in there. And there is a written um, dictation of the energy report that comes out via Inside and Out Upstate New York, uh, which is also usually linked in the bio of my Instagram. So if you're looking for kind of like you want to catch up on some of the things we've talked about without listening to the whole podcast again. All right, my friends, sending you lots of love. Um, if you want to support this podcast, you can join my Patreon and give any amount or you can send me a Venmo at Rebecca Conran with a dash. All right, sending you lots of love. Bye bye.